This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. The leaves are changing colors. There's a brisk chill in the air and restructured pork patties are back at McDonald's. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's McRib season. But why is there a McRib season at all? This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Ayer. And I'm your host, Nicole Inaidi. And Nicole, how do you plan on celebrating McRib season this year? I don't plan on celebrating What? Why it? not? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Have you had a McRib? Have you yeah, partaken? Yeah, I've had a McRib here Do for you the in, first time. But you've never gotten a McRib fresh from McDonald's, eaten no. in your car, barbecue sauce dripping onto no. your gear shift. I, I want to be in in the Altima right now. Uh-huh. That's right. That's a 2017 certified pre-owned yeah, Nissan Altima so from Universal City Nissan. So Not much. a sponsor. No. But what a nice dealership. They had an mm-hmm. espresso machine that's pretty freaking rad. Uh, oh, I think most of like dealerships do that now. Uh, no, I, th- I don't <laughs> think, that's, like, I think that's just a Universal City <laughs> Nissan. No. <laughs> No. Uh, but no, you've never eaten a McRib steaming from McDonald's. I've never had a fresh McRib. I've had a Mc, I've had a set McRib. That's a shame. <laughs> That's a shame. How did you feel about the set McRib? I, I just want to try and. It was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. But again, there's something about me- mechanically processed pork in particular that just makes me feel a little bit odd. Even Why? though I know it's just a sausage. I know. It's just a sausage. I know. It's the ridges. It's it's the <laughs> the way a McRib is shaped makes yeah. it feel weird when I eat it. That's interesting because yeah. the shape is like a big part of the McRib yeah. rule, right? Like there's not a single rib to touch the McRib. It is and made. that's fine. I get yeah. it. I but get But then that. to take that and instead of just making it like a disc, like yes. a burger, right? Because that's, I'd argue that all fast food burgers are technically sausages as well. Sure. I right? don't know it's about just, all that. But well, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's ground podcast. meat that's just mixed with a bunch of preservatives, salt, okay. sugar, et cetera. That's mm-hmm. what a sausage is. Yeah. Right? I guess. And actually that's what. The uh, inventor of the McRib, his name is Richard Mandigo. He was a meat scientist at University of Nebraska-Lincoln. And he doesn't say that he invented the McRib because he just invented the the meat processing process that is responsible for the McRib. Okay. Which is really fascinating to me. So they call it restructured meat technology. Uh Uh-huh, cool. Which, yeah, it sounds very futuristic. But even when he has talked about it in interviews, he basically goes like, yeah, it's sausage making. He's like, the technology has been around. All, all he did was he took meat scraps, right? Uh-huh. Including uh, like scalded stomachs and crap that they would have thrown away. Wow. And then he figured out a way to extract proteins out of it using salt and sugar. He's so humble. I thought you were going to say he's so hot. No. That Richard Mondigo is so hot I right now. I have no idea what he looks like, but his personality is probably golden. <laughs> but I mean, it, it kind of shows you that, you know, as much as people kvetch about the, the reshaped meat products, it's like, 
This is the way that people have been using. Don't look up Richard Mandigo to see if he's hot, Maggie. That's Shut weird. up. I need this. We don't judge I meat scientists it. based on their looks around here. Yeah, you don't know me. God dang it. Point is, point is, the McRib is just a sausage. Uh, a lot of people think it's disgusting. Um, that's totally fine. But a lot of I people will... obviously love it because it's a it's a beloved seasonal Again, item. Again, I don't think the word disgusting is appropriate. I mean, it's it's cool. I think I like the way that McDonald's has made it so it's so like elusive. You know, like, yeah. you can only get it for this period of time, just like the pumpkin spice latte all of Starbucks. The pumpkin spice latte is a perfect example mm-hmm. of what, what is it though about fall that makes elusive items like what makes fall such a special season for seasonal items well i believe that it's due to the consumerism of like <laughs> life <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i would have totally failed business school if i ever attended um i think it's because of the summertime like summertime fun like crazy mm. like no one's doing anything they're just like chilling yeah, you a good have time. too much you have too much to do yeah. on your own device socializing like, summer we're not gonna bother people yeah, yeah we're socializing yeah. we're having a good time we're drinking our cold drinks and then Starbucks is like, bam! Yeah, it's just like when people are getting like back to their house. So it's like a come yeah. down. You're yeah, on the come down, down from yeah. summer. So true. You know, it's just like you went to EDC and you're on that come, come down. down. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, ugh, I need some orange here. Because, but anyways, have uh, you been to EDC before? No, I'd like to go one day. I, me and Julie have talked a lot. We really want to be like 38 year old ravers. Cool. Yeah, I think that'd be a pretty good opportunity for us. Like, have the full candy and everything. Can I ask you a real question? Go How ahead. do you feel about people that take their babies to concerts and put the headphones on them? Like, that's like I find don't... a damn babysitter. <laughs> I don't know. I, Judging parents is weird. I don't have a kid. I don't know the exact. You know what I mean? But no, that's that makes me really. Uncom- I don't like people who take children to restaurants. I don't like people who no. take children anywhere near me. Mm. If I'm at like a park, I was at a park the other day, like playing basketball, and there were kids around that's me, nice. and I was like, leave them at home. And then I realized this is a, a park, park. <laughs> where children are supposed about? to go. But I just, I don't think children should be near me at all. I don't think I should be near children. Not for any. That sounds creepy. I just mean like I don't enjoy their company. Josh, let's get back to the question at hand. Why is the McRib seasonal? Why is the McRib seasonal? It's not like they can't get that kind of stuff. Every single day of the of the year, there there's a little bit of argument that they can't get it every day of the year, but I don't mm, buy it. That's, I don't buy so, it. It's McDonald's. Yeah, it, but I mean, it has to do with um, just literally like price points and seasonality of pork trimmings because that's that's what they're made hmm. out of. So they're only. Let's just run that back for a second. Seasonality of pork trimmings. <laughs> now. <laughs> I I didn't know that porks have a season like a cucumber well, or think, a tomato. Well, think about it. When do no? They totally do. Well, not in that way. They okay. have a consumption season. So think about okay. like um when when are people eating barbecue the most? Right when do you summertime. Sell, summertime, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to sell more racks of ribs than you are other parts of the pig oh, to smoke on a barbecue. That is very interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but I mean, ditto for right. Hams are preserved, so the ham comes from the hind quarter of a pig. Sure. A picnic roast, which a lot of these are used in McDonald's, comes from the front quarters of the pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, ribs are obviously coming from the belly meats and then bacon is another thing not the ribs are, ribs coming from the rib meats why did I say that bacon <laughs> is coming from the belly meats yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which but like are, the ribs are next to the belly so I understand yeah, what yeah. you said it's kind of yeah. like my ribs are like yeah. above the belly Yeah, I always too. think about what my body would look like if you butchered me and cooked yeah. all my parts when you were explaining all the pork parts you were touching parts of your own body yeah. and I was like That's my what I was falling and I'm like yeah uh huh I have my hams here I have my picnic roast up on yeah, the yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah. I got yeah. the titty meats that's mm-hmm. the brisket oh yeah that's the brisket right up there but no so I mean certain things are are seasonally um, sure. the best way to think about this and where you see it most often in meat production is chicken wings. There's already, you know, two wings per chicken and you got like some dude named Jeff sucking down 40 of them, mm-hmm. you know, watching the Chargers I'm lose Jeff. in the AFC Championship. <laughs> <laughs> I am also. We are all we Jeff. We are all on Jeff. 
My strategy for it is I just make like six flavors of wings and I have no other food. I have a couple bags of Doritos Uh and I have like six flavors of wings and make hundreds of them. Oh, that's awesome. And so then what do you do with the rest of the chicken, right? Because there's going to be an outsized number. Yeah. It's like, what do we do? No. We don't care. We certainly don't care. Yeah, but like yeah. they, you know, have to ship extra chicken parts to China, right? We just tend to send our thighs and our legs over to China mm-hmm. and then breasts just end up we always need chicken breasts because that's a huge thing in one chicken processing to make stuff like Tyson white meat boneless chicken anytizer buffalo things and those are friggin' delicious. Yeah, 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 I like them um, a lot. My god, I could eat some anytizers right now. Do they now. like do they like like sh- shove like salt water in the titties? Yeah, they shove it's a lot good. of salt water in the titties. I know, that's why they're so good. It's salt so water tender titties. and juicy yeah. titties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so point is th- there are some seasonal demands for animal agriculture in that sense. Got um, it. Okay. And there have been theories McDonald's has never come out and said why the McRib seasonal, but there are theories mm. that it has to do I see with a when tweet. pork prices. I see a tweet that says from McDonald's, the actual <gasps> official the McDonald's. McDonald's. Yes, they said there's a lot of mystery around why the McRib comes and goes. But to be honest, it's a local option based on consumer demand. It used to be. That's not true anymore. Mm, this was in 2017, 2017. No, so so it used to be a local option based on <laughs> consumer demand. Uh huh. Um, which is why I don't think the pork price theory holds up. Okay. Because it used to be. I, I mentioned McRib season in the opener of this podcast. Sure. It didn't used to be a thing. Uh, McRib season now, it tends to come and go late October through early November. This year it started November 1st. Um, and mm. then some places will have it at random times. But that all has to do with the fact that McDonald's, they seem to be trying to corporately retrench to kind of like uh, take, some of the, take some of the power away from the franchisees uh-huh. oh, and trying okay, to okay. enact more essentially just like global or at least national sort of programs to try and get everybody on the same page on the same schedule Mm -hmm. to keep supply lines very similar. So McRib, before, I think it was 2020, they only started doing this, an official McRib season. But before that, it was basically up to the individual franchisees on when they'd bring the McRib back and they'd work with their local suppliers. Or not local, they'd work with, I believe, Lopez Foods is the supplier of the McRib patties. Mm -hmm. Um, But they would work with them to get, get them in. And so nobody knew when the McRib was coming. It was just randomly Random. it would show up. Yeah. And wow. there was even an app called the McRib Locator <laughs> where you could literally just plug in your thing and it would like have anecdotal evidence. It was like next door or like the citizen Can app. I tell you something? I always thought like McRib season was like in November though. I kind of did too. I don't know why. And Psychologically, I just I was like, oh, the McRib comes out like towards the end of the year, towards like before Thanksgiving. And maybe there was that pattern that kind of huh. existed in a de facto way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but no, now it's like pretty much written into code uh, wow. that that's what's going to happen. Cool. And so I don't think the pork price thing necessarily holds up. My question is like, how long is McRib season though? Like when does it start? When does it end? It's like, like a solid six week run. So you're probably wow. getting, you know, McRib about 10% of the year. Like festival season. It's like, it's <laughs> just like festival. It's like wedding season, Nicole. Oh. I don't know when wedding season is. No, I eat a lot more don't. McRibs than I do go to weddings. <laughs> Um, I don't even eat them that often. I get like one McRib every McRib season. I go, mm, that's a pretty good fast food sandwich. And then no part of me ever wants to like make a McRib a part of my daily diet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's uh, like how many McRibs do you eat during like a typical McRib season? Uh, also, apparently McRib season is ending November 21st this year. Oh, shoot. When does it start? November 1st. Oh, my God. There's no time, Josh. When There's no time. When did it start, I believe, is the question. <gasps> when did it start was oh November 1st. Oh, my God. 
My God, oh when my are we God. recording this podcast? When is this coming out? I Where are we? Third. We're very confused. What year is it? Uh, no, I eat one McRib season every year. I eat you one, only I, eat I, one? I, I eat one McRib season. I consume <laughs> the whole season like Thanos. Uh, no, I eat one McRib every McRib season just to kind of remind me, and I think it is fun. Nice. But that said, I like really don't go to McDonald's very often. It's not my go-to fast food place of choice. I never yeah. crave McDonald's. I'll eat it if I'm like near one and eat sure. food. The first time I saw a McRib in, in the wild <laughs> was when Ben, our director Ben, and just like plopped one down and he rolled his sleeves up, opened it, and went to town. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, it's McRib season, Nicole. And I'm Dude, like, yeah, what me do you and Ben mean? went together. I was like, what do you mean it's McRib season? Like, it was crazy. We literally like, we had ordered pizza for lunch and we, I remember this day very fondly. Mm-hmm. We had ordered a pizza for lunch and Ben and I sat down. We're about to eat a bite of the pizza. And then we were both just like, hey, this is McDonald's down the street. It's McRib season. And we That's went so and we funny. got large fry in a McRib and came back and ate that with our pizza. Very silly. Very it's silly. like a fun uh, excuse. It's like, you know, it's a hobby at this point. It's like, you know, uh-huh. going, going to the movies on Christmas. It doesn't really matter right. what I'm seeing. You're it's just, just doing it. it. It's, it's ritual for it's you. It's ritual. Yeah. That's McRib nice. season for me. Nice. Nice. It's Sophia Franklin. And if you don't already know, listen up. My mini-series is live now, each and every Monday, and the only person missing is you. We're dating, we're dumping, we're learning, and we're tapping into all the feels that originally brought us together. Listen and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, what other like seasonal things are you like into other than the pumpkin spice latte and the McRib? Peppermint, baby. <laughs> Give me the peppermint cream donut from Dunkin'. Oh, oh no, I don't never know. had it. Oh, uh, got I'm, it. Peeps. I'm just not a seasonal hoe. Can I say hoe? I'm sorry. Yeah, you can call yourself a hoe. I'm just not a seasonal hoe. Like, like I don't like. I've never been the person that's gonna like line out outside of GameStop to like get a game mm. or like line up to get the newest iPhone. Like, I've never been that person. Like, I've never had like a desire to always be the first one to try something. You Wait, know what so, I mean? So, what you're kind of describing right now is the idea of. What one you call it line theory? Yeah, I guess the fact that if you uh, don't let people into a club and you just let a line develop outside, people see that line, assume that there's a demand to get in, assume that they should be a part of that demand, and then jump in, and that's how you create like you know artificial scarcity, demand via artificial scarcity in that way. Okay. And so you're just not into that. I guess I'm just not into that. What What do you think it is about you? Um, I don't know. I guess I it's in Farsi. It's called hosele. Like I don't have the time, energy, capacity, emotions to even care about this. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. I just don't have. We say no hosts. The kids say no hosts. That's cool. Like I'm not that's down. So cool. Like I have no hosts. I guess it's just like I, I just I just don't see the appeal. Like okay, there's a lot. Of, like why are you standing outside? There's probably like a bar like two feet away that's just as fun and just as lit. Like. Man, Maybe that's I how I am. I understand all that in theory, but yeah. I'm someone who, if someone says, "Hey, it's only here for two weeks," and if I never wanted that in the first place, I'll be like, "Well, I gotta get it," so it's gonna go away. Yeah, I have like huge FOMO energy. FOMO is the opposite of host. Like, I have FOMO. I have no host. You know what I'm talking about? That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You're beautiful gonna start saying it. I dichotomy. can't wait for you to start no saying like to me, like Nicole, I have no host. To like, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Josh, can you go like down the street to just like pick up this thing from Hobby Lobby?" Just be like, "I have no host." Like you're gonna start saying that. I know I, you are. I hope I will. <laughs> uh, but no. So there's a lot. There's actually got. It's a lot of seasonal things that come out. Um, Monster Irish coffee, I believe, was seasonal, but oh. that's a great energy drink. Hello. Peeps. What about the Shamrock Shake? Oh, the Shamrock Shake. I love. Okay. I totally forgot about that. The first time I had a Shamrock Shake, I was driving 
somewhere in Koreatown, and then I saw a big-ass banner on a bus that was like, Shamrock Shake, get it now at McDonald's. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to get a Shamrock Shake. So I like like pivot left to like the closest McDonald's, and then I beeline, and I go inside. I never go inside of a McDonald's. Something compelled me to go inside. I was like, one Shamrock Shake, please. And then I got it, and then I tasted it, and I was like, oh my god, this is like edible toothpaste. It's so it good. It is, but it has oh, lime so extract good. in it. Yeah, you told That's me that That's the weirdest time. thing. It is lime and mint. It was phenomenal. What an experience Not it sour was. lime, just the extract just to make it's it like smell a little bit like outside. lime. It's it smells like Skittles and tastes like mint. Yeah, it's so incredible. A delight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I understand the, the appeal of that more so than like the McRib. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because I like the color. Maybe because I like mint chip ice cream. And I was like, oh, my God, drinkable mint chip ice yeah, cream. Yeah, it's bright. It's, yeah. you know, it's in your face. I mean, that's what it is. Festive for St. Patrick's Day. McDonald's is an Irish company when it comes don't down to it. Don't care about about that holiday. <laughs> I know. I, I don't People celebrate. love to go out and like party and drink on like St. Patty's Day. And I would rather like not go. Like, yeah, I don't I don't party on St. Patrick's Day out of apathy. I don't party on Cinco de Mayo out of uh, being worried of called out for cultural appropriation. I love partying on Cinco I, de Mayo, bro. I would, <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I will just drink at my own leisure and often. <laughs> and that's my version of partying. Drinking is not seasonal for me. That is year. I don't have a problem. I, I drink socially about once a week. Um, uh-huh. But when I do, you know, let's let's make sure it counts. Uh, similar yeah. to McRib season. Okay. I got to make sure it counts. You. God dang it. What food on like a menu do you wish was seasonal that's not? Ooh. Do you do you have one of those where you're like, oh, this makes no sense for me to be eating this in like March? Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, so one of the things <laughs> one. about one of the I don't I don't know if I have one, so I'm gonna stall. Yeah, stall, but no, stall. <laughs> uh, uh, one of the things about the McRib that I believe one of the reasons I believe the McRib is seasonal, if not the only reason, is the fact that absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Sure. And so many people who Plenty say they okay. love the McRib. Or love pumpkin spice lattes, whatever. If it were around, if it were around the entire year, they would not care. They simply would not care. The McGreeb is a it is a perfectly fine sandwich. I I actually really enjoy it. I think it's other places have tried to do barbecue sandwiches. Arby's is doing one right now that's not great, and they're totally taking pot shots in the McGreeb. Like we put real rib meat in ours. It's like real rib meat. Real rib meat if it's not cooked well, like really sucks. There's a lot of like cartilage and connective tissue and the bone. Yeah, exactly. And, and McDonald's, they make a pretty good sandwich. It, the sauce, it's nice and vinegary. You got just the fresh onions and the pickles, a nice cakey toasted bun, mm-hmm. snappy sausage-like pork patty. Mm-hmm. It's a good sandwich. Nobody would care about it if it were around year-round. Nobody would be eating it nearly at the frequency they do. And so I, that's a thing that – what was I saying? I think you're trying to answer my question, <laughs> and the question is what food do you think should be seasonal? Chalupas. <laughs> Why? Unclear. I just wish they were more special to me. I take them for granted. <laughs> yeah. Like if they yeah. crunch wrap. If the Crunchwrap Supreme was only like uh, oh, no. around for a month out of the year, <gasps> That'd be I'd bad. be eating them every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But that's the thing that I, I do get year round, and they're all yeah, still pretty special. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is for me? KFC Popeye. <laughs> oh. They should, they should oh. release the KFC. Listen to me, KFC. I know you're listening. Release the Popeye from December 1st to December 24th, okay? And people will clamor. Wait, that's a really good idea. People will clamor to come get your Popeye. So the KFC Popeye, but there's a reason the KFC Popeye isn't seasonal. Okay, I know why it is, but tell the people, tell the people. The reason the KFC Popeye is not seasonal is because, same reason that Wendy's chili can never be seasonal. <laughs> it's because they're literally using a leftover food product. One, yeah. KFC Popeye, freaking delicious. Dank. 
Un- like it's really, dank. they're punching above their weight class with the pot pie. It's, it's something so that has no reason to be that good. It's underrated. People, Absolutely, underrated. it is an underrated menu item. Yeah, and phenomenal. And one of the reasons it's so good is they literally take their leftover chicken at the end of the day. And again, this is all held to certain temperatures and held up to standards. Fast food places have to abide by FDA regulations, mm-hmm. probably more strictly than most mom and pop shops because they have a lot more corporate oversight. Um, but they break down the leftover chicken and then they put it in sacks and then they mix that sack of chicken with powdered gravy and some cooked vegetables. I like the way you said mix the sack. They mix Say the it sack. again. They mix the sack of the chicken and, and then they put a powdered gravy in it and then they put it mm. in a pie crust and it's so freaking delicious. That said, <gasps> a lot less good on a 110 degree day. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like imagine eating a pot pie in your car in the middle of July. <laughs> But then what do they do? Making like leftover chicken salad sandwiches the rest of the year? No one wants to buy a chicken salad sandwich from KFC, except I, shoot, I would. Let me tell you, they need, wait, hold okay, on. Wait, let me tell you, let me tell you about chicken salad sandwiches. They need to be marketed differently. We need to use a different word other than chicken salad sandwich. Mm. I don't know what it is. Deviled chicken bread. No, devil, devil has a negative You're going to lose the Christian right. Exactly, You're going to lose the evangelical exactly. right. We can't do that. And that's they are a large market consum- for KFC. Exactly. That's big. That's Thank big. you. Yeah, uh-huh. I appreciate the input, but no. Shoot it down. Like a cold chicken gazpacho. <laughs> that's a soup. Ice, an ice soup. I know, but it's cold for the summers. <laughs> What are they doing with the leftover chicken if not put it no, into a Popeye? No, 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 no. What else we, could you do? We got to do it like, like we got to call it the new chicken melt. Cochina de frango. No. <laughs> they, yeah, they're going to make artisanal Brazilian no, no, no. dumplings. We got to call it the new chicken melt from KFC where you oh. take up the shred up chicken and you put a slap of cheese on it and you broil it and then it's hot mayonnaise sandwich, but the people love it, but they don't know it because it looks like it's cold. You know what I'm talking about? Why do we not work for KFC? KFC, hire me. Also, this podcast is about McDonald's. Oh, sorry. About, no, no, no. But I, like, I like the KFC thing well, because like well that's the food that I think is should be comparable to the McRib because it should be seasonal yeah that food the McRib shouldn't be seasonal the KFC pot pie should be seasonal we're almost coming at this from I think a less interesting angle than what you just brought up we're Are coming you at calling this, me not interesting no, no the opposite I said what you I kind of flubbed the words but I'm saying that what you brought up is more interesting than the original topic because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. coming at this in the angle of why isn't the, the McRib available year round? But you're coming at it from the angle of why don't other fast food companies copy the McRib model? They should. They should. They should. I feel like they definitely should. I mean, simple, I'm trying to think of like what places have, have tried. I mean, Burger King trying to bring back the Yumbo hot ham and cheese. Not, ew. but it's not the Yumbo hot ham and cheese. It's literally just sliced wet ham with cheddar cheese or, yeah. or American cheese on one of the long chicken sandwich buns. And it's like, the market for hot ham oh, hey. from a fast food restaurant isn't as big as it used to be. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. But you know what is a seasonal item that we totally like glazed over? Huh. The fish sandwiches that people do for Lent. Oh. We didn't even talk about that. I don't know if that's seasonal, though, because they McDonald's, I mean, McDonald's has it year-round. Oh, it's seasonal. We tried to do, I know I know McDonald's isn't. Yeah, yeah. We tried to do a, fa- a fast food fish episode on GMM, but because these things are like, not available year round. We couldn't do it. They only a lot of these places have it only during Lent. Like Arby's, I believe, only has it during Lent. Oh, that makes sense. I think Popeyes might only have it during Lent. I'm, I'm not sure. Popeyes not sure. fish sandwich was good. <laughs> do people who are above yeah. fast food fish? You and I are not friends <laughs> because I am a fast food fast food fish fiend. If you get that first order of Popeyes uh, Cajun fried shrimp, yeah, yeah, you got to go at 11 a.m. Yeah, to get you, that fried shrimp. That's true. That's but true. I never thought about that with fish sandwiches. Yeah, that's, but that doesn't have the same cult appeal. There's still something very cultish about the appeal of the McRib. Yeah. And it could just be a time thing, right? It came out in 1981, and a lot of it was on the back of the popularity of the chicken nugget. Mm-hmm. First time McDonald's really deviated away nuggets. from burgers. I know. 
<laughs> and then it's the same technology, really. It's restructured meat technology. Mm-hmm. It's blending meats with salt to preserve it and then mashing that into whatever shape you want yeah. and then frying it. And so they kind of like figured out the same structure. Um, what's really interesting, though, to me, when the first prototype for the McRib was created, mm-hmm. it was just a flat patty and they called it like the pork chop sandwich. Ew. And, and it's actually. That sounds so icky. Th- for me, one of the most <laughs> fascinating parts about this, it did. It sounded icky to other people, and that's why McDonald's changed it. Sounds like there's bones in it. But one of the I mean, ribs have way more bones no, no, than no, a pork chop. No, 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 no. Let me tell you what it is. Let me tell you what it is. I'm understand. I'm in the mind of a cons- What year did this come out? Uh, 81. Okay, I'm. I'm. It's 1981. I'm listening to. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Culture Club. My hair is. My hair's big. Got a lot of makeup on. Whatever. Who Culture Club is? <laughs> What's their most popular song? Get me in the mood. Karma Chameleon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> Okay, and like and like pork chops. Like my mom makes pork chops like for supper with like applesauce. Your mom does? No, like I'm in 1981. Sorry, I thought you were. My bad. Josh, I am in the 19. I am a white 1981 lady. Okay, (laughs) I listen to Culture Club for Christ's sake. So my mom, (laughs) my mom makes pork chops. Okay, her pork chops are like bland, and like every time I try to eat it, it's like stuck to the bone. It's not pleasant. Uh So that's probably why it wasn't popular. That's why they switched to the The Freudian reason. The McRib wasn't or the McPork chop wasn't popular because (laughs) because. White ladies who listen to Culture Club in 1981 hated their mothers. I think that's a a stretch, but I also understand where you're coming from, and I think that's probably true. Yeah, Uh, man. But no, I was saying how it was the National Pork Council who (laughs) actually was trying to offload more pork that sort of came up with this idea. It wasn't McDonald's directly. I mean, Rene Arend was, uh, I believe, one of the the inventor of the chicken nugget and like one of the first executives uh, of Uh McDonald's and also sort of crediting with um, implementing the McRib. Um, But it was actually the National Pork Council who was like, yo, we need more pork in the fast food industry because there was like damn near nothing, right? And that it was was all burgers. You know, you had Taco Bell um, was like really on the up and up, um, but no one was really doing a, a pork, you know, item like that. And so they tried to introduce this pork chop sandwich, and then McDonald's is like, it don't look appealing. It's just a crappy pork burger. And they're like, but what if we shaped it like ribs? Because ribs makes people think of summer and seasonal times and whatnot. And then it was one of the biggest flops that McDonald's had ever produced in 81. That's crazy. Yeah, and they introduced it in Kansas City, and they were like, we want this to mimic real Southern barbecue, and it didn't work. That's so embarrassing. Um, I know, right? Wow, that wasn't well thought out. No, it certainly, yeah, really. Um, but then they, you know, uh, pulled it back and they started introducing it seasonally and then it just developed this cult following over time. That's incredible. I mean, talk about a, what's it called when the story, when the story's sad and then it gets really good again? What's that called? I don't know. Is there a <laughs> word for that? I don't know. I feel like there's like some sort of like. Roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> I'm trapped in a gas, gas case of emotions in a cold. I was going to say rags to riches, but it's like, <laughs> what an upset. Like, yeah, you know? it's like a riches to slight disappointment back to riches story. <laughs> You know, just like McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so embarrassing. Um, well, yeah, this was a really uh, interesting conversation, Josh. All I got to <laughs> say. Are you ending it? No, I mean, we got five I minutes I have more left. to say. You, you do? I have more Ooh, things to say. You have so many things to say all the time. What if you right now were, say, Taco Bell, and you wanted to introduce your yes. cult, cult classic mm. item that you can bring back seasonally, what do you think it would take? Because they've what tried to do, and no one, no one puts out more crazy experimental stuff than Taco Bell. Am right? I a marketing but nothing executive sticks. right now? Yeah, you're a marketing executive. And am I supposed to create a new idea? Or create just... a new idea, a new oh item God, right, right now. Right now, right on the spot? Taco Bell. Because oh I, I would love a McRib from Taco Bell. I would love Ugh. a reason to get jacked up seasonally about oh my Taco God. Bell. I would do I would do something with Takis, man. I would do collabs. Oh. I would do Takis and chicken. I would do Taki chicken. Taki chicken. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like, for instance, I, I think a great seasonal menu item for them would have been the naked chicken chalupa. If they put that into coke, oh, that's a good item. That's I don't a good item. They make a it. giant chicken nugget oh, that's shaped that. in a U. I don't like that. And they bread it like a, like a nugget, and then they fill it with taco that's ingredients. That's just chicken parmesan, man. I don't yeah, like it. Yeah, it's great, it. dude. Chicken like parmesan it. with a bunch of ranch in the hand, middle. It's like, it's like a, it's a hand parm. It's a hand parm. They can start doing crossover collabs with, with Olive Garden and stuff. Why don't we just do a hand parm? You're giving out our content ideas, Josh. A hand is a good I idea. Or a chicken fried steak taco. Make that nugget out of beef. Make a beef nugget. Fill it with more beef. Ooh. They should do something like fried carne asada. Taco Ooh. Bell's never Taco Bell has never gotten into the pork game. Pork and I think game? they need to get into the pork game. Del Taco had carnitas. Mm-hmm. Were they was, good? It was perfectly fine wet pork. Okay. Just as good as Chipotle's, perfectly mm-hmm. fine wet pork. Mm-hmm. It was great, but but Taco Bell's like never really touched that. Mm. And so I think anyone Why do you think that is? I I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just cuz they don't need to, right? That like a lot of these questions for, you know, why is the McRib seasonal is just because like it doesn't Makes sense to yeah, have it around. It just it true. would not benefit McDonald's. Um, there's no big conspiracy to it. It's just artificial scarcity creating demand. Also, probably not a big part of their business model, right? They, they're like Q2 to Q3 sales after uh, McRib season, like don't actually increase very much. Mm-hmm. The the biggest thing right now that is helping McDonald's are these friggin' celebrity collabs that are they oh blew the door open to figure out what people want, and That's that is a, a K-pop star's face. On a packet of sugar sauce. That's crazy. That means literally nothing to the K-pop star. It is it means incredible. everything to you. Uh, global sales rose like forty percent the week of that collab. <gasps> that is genius. Unfreaking real. That's Way the, to go. the BTS collab that McDonald's did was the smartest thing, and I think that's going to cause like a paradigm shift for sure in all of fast food. And I just want to know. I know I'm not. I'm not like nearly famous enough to get oh. like a big fast food collab, but I'm wondering if there's like a local like the Habit Burger. I feel like I'm the Habit Burger famous. I think you should be the new face of the McRib. Yeah? I do. You think, like, they should make a McRib that's the shape of my face? No, no, no. I mean, like, you should, like, there should be a McRib <laughs> Wait, meal. I think we should do that. No, I think it should be a McRib meal, and it's just your face, and it's like, it's a McRib with it's... some <laughs> french fries and a diet Sprite. But you gotta eat it in your car. That's the Josh <laughs> twist. That's the... Yeah. The you... AC's gotta be a cool 68. <laughs> you gotta get extra ice in the Diet Coke and then eat in your car, and then loop around to ask for a refill from the drive-thru, and they go, sir, that's kind of weird. And you go, please, I know it's free refill. Please just do it. Please, I need it. I need it. And that's the Josh McRib meal. Go to your local McDonald's and ask them for the Josh meal, and they'll go, what? And you go, please give it to me. I need it. Come on, man. I just need it. (laughs) All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Opinions Are are Like like Casserole. casserole. Nicole, you started. You started. Kick it off. Kick it off with Me? one of those wacky opinions from oh, the Twitterverse. I'd love to. Okay. Uh, Mohawk Key says, SpaghettiOs have nothing to do with spaghetti. I disagree. I think they have so much to do with spaghetti, almost too much to do with spaghetti. You think they should be more divorced from their spaghettihood? Me? No. You think they have too much to do with spaghetti? No, not me, Mohawk Key. What? No, he just said they have nothing to do with spaghetti. I'm saying, I'm saying they have everything. They have everything to do with spaghetti. It's they a, have everything to do with spaghetti. I, I see what they're saying. The fact no, that no, 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 okay, well, the, the, no. That's it. a the O's are a, a pasta shape that is not spaghetti. Okay, but if you cut it, yeah, you and can cut it and form it into an O. I get. I can see no. both. I can see both the sides 
uh, of our friend Mohawk Key here, as well as the Franco-American brand that produces SpaghettiOs. I see both sides. Because the O's, the little rings, that's already a pasta shape that exists. I can't remember the name of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then spaghetti is a pasta shape that exists. However, but to Franco-American's credit, if you were to turn spaghetti into an O, it would look like SpaghettiOs. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it says spaghetti O's. Like, you, it is spaghetti yeah, cl- that is shaped in an O. And I will say that there are canned spaghetti brands out there. Yeah, they're all good. It's, it's yeah, pretty horrifying. Yeah. yeah. SpaghettiOs aren't that it's good either, great. though. But it, it, at least when you divorce it from spaghetti and make it like a new product, it's better than just... Because you're eating the spaghetti and meatballs from a can, you're like, I'm judging this against normal spaghetti, which takes about 12 minutes to make. Yeah, it's a little bit different. You know, um, but... SpaghettiOs, there's no real life conduit that you're you're being like, oh, this tastes nothing like what the SpaghettiOs my grandma made were. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why I respect it. That said, beefaroni, best pasta in a can. <laughs> All right, at Ali underscore underscore Skoda, that's how I'm choosing to pronounce it. Milkshake and fries are bomb. Um, yeah. Y- yes, but but mm, fries and frosties are better. And a frosty, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm willing to call it a milkshake. Maybe it is. Onion rings and Sprite. Oh Jesus! No! Oh God! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I agree with you. Uh, but are you? Don't you dip chicken nuggets in milkshakes? Sometimes. That's weird to me. I mean, fries make sense. Kim Kardashian has honey with her chicken nuggets, and everyone loves her for it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's delicious. <laughs> I used to dip chicken nuggets in straight honey, and that is an absolute treat. Um, it took me a while to come around to the fries and milkshakes thing because I just love ketchup so much and want to eat French fries. I really just want the ketchup to be like the French fries are a vessel for ketchup sure, in my body. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but that said, the occasional fry dip in a frosty, the hot and the cold, it, it's a pretty nice treat. It is pretty good. It's like chocolate dip pretzels. Mm. And that's something that What's me and a chocolate Julia. Dip pres- what? What? Never had you one. You never had a pretzel covered in chocolate? No. You sound like you've never heard of it. I, I mean, like, you what the hell? Explain the chocolate. <laughs> you take a pretzel, like a crunchy <laughs> Why are you snack, so mean right now. <laughs> because we've like eaten these together in the kitchen. Flips. Uh, the brand is called Flips. Oh. What the hell are you talking about? No, no, no. Did no. you have like temporary no, no, amnesia? No, Do you no, have a no, mini no. stroke? No. Let me tell you exactly what happened. You said hot and cold, like chocolate covered pretzels, and I was like, <laughs> "You're taking a hot pretzel and dipping it in chocolate. That's cold. That you. That makes no sense, Josh." Okay, I see where you're coming. I see Hater. I was just trying to say salty sweet. I had I had ADHD flipped course <laughs> on the salty sweet things that I enjoy. So you took hot and cold and you said salty and sweet. Yeah. Okay, so it's your fault. Yeah. Say I'll, sorry I'll right now. Say that sorry. said, no, hold on. We may have, I'm not apologizing for squat, uh, but I will say that <laughs> I think we should just start taking soft pretzels and covering them in chocolate. That's a yeah. delight. I think that's, that's what delight. we learned. I think that's yeah, what yeah, we learned. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Pretzels <laughs> taste, they're kind of freaking gross, dude. <laughs> There's like crunchy. Okay, you have to be specific when you talk about pretzels. Do you mean? I was soft eating pretzels? a hard Snyder's hard. of Hanover pretzel, yeah, which I like really enjoy. Ew. I say they're gross, but I enjoy them. I don't like them. You need to get the the Snyder's of Hanover, the the pieces the pe- of yeah. pretzels. Honey mustard. Oh, honey mustard dude, onion. Bro. Oh my god! I, my moment. mouth started watering <laughs> yeah, thinking about it. There's so much powder. There's <laughs> so much powder on it, and I love it. But that said, a pretzel flavor is weird because it's just like it's lie, right? Yeah, I don't really enjoy it. It, it just tastes like something. kind of eggs a little bit. It's a like we made eggy. We took delicious bread. And now it tastes like burnt eggs. A little. That's I get a little that. weird. It's a little weird that we do that. No, Again, I, I love that. it. I, I love chocolate covered pretzels. Um, been getting <laughs> uh, been getting those, stocking them at home. because Julia <laughs> enjoys them, and I'm supportive. All right, Kayla <laughs> underscore Gabler says cereal plus milk in an almost empty peanut butter jar equals a decadent dessert. The amount of times that I've taken a spoonful of PB preach and put it with my cereal. It is insane. Uh-huh. Now this, this is very smart. But the thing is, you can only do this once. 
Uh, and that's fine. It's seasonal. That's fine. If we learn anything today, it's that a seasonal <laughs> item, and that is the end of the peanut butter jar season, is yeah. a delight. And this is almost the smartest thing I've ever heard. Really smart. I do this, but instead of cereal and milk and peanut butter, I use an empty Nutella jar, and then I put my Nespresso in there, that's and then smart. my milk, and then I shake it, and then I have a Nutella mocha. I would love to just take a – here's what I do, and this is oh. gross. I would take that mostly empty peanut butter jar, uh-huh. and I would heat some milk so it it disperses the peanut butter. Uh-huh. I'd add two packets of Splenda. I'd shake that, pop it in the fridge overnight, and then pour that on ice, and I just have delicious peanut butter milk. Because here's the thing. That's people love chopping milk, That's right? In, in the Splenda, you know, just to cut out a little bit of carbs. You know, try and be body positive. But <laughs> hey, no I hate Splenda. I hate the flavor uh, of nah, fake dude, I racked like four packs of Splenda this morning in my 7-Eleven coffee. Racked? Just racked it. I made, I made up a new verb. I don't know what it means. Oh, I think what you did was you lined it up and you shook it. And you shook it, and then you yeah. ripped well, it all four at the same pa- time. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah you see racked. me do that? No, I just know. Oh, yeah, that's the verb racket. That's how you do. You rack splendas. Okay, we have made a new word. Do you we know that? We have made a new word. Good news. Everyone start using rack. Yeah, yeah. Or if like you rack gogurts, it's when you stack four of them together, cut them open with scissors, <laughs> and then just just hammer yeah. them into your mouth. Well, we made Let's go a new- rack some gogs, Nicole. Is this a verb? Yeah, yeah, dude. Rack we the hell out of some gogs. We made a new verb. <laughs> Way to go, Josh. <laughs> like if someone's like, do you like, hey, put a packet of Swiss Miss in there? You're like, well, you want me to rack it? Like you want me to like. Yeah, yeah Josh, yeah, we made it, it. don't worry about it. We're going to put it. it into, what is it? What is it, Oxford? Dude, Miriam rack Webster? Some, rack some crystal lights up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rack some crystal light in that jungle juice. Yeah, such a smart yeah. idea. Yeah, calorie free. Yep. <laughs> okay, next, read it. At Thor Fairy, salty licorice. Uh, hold on, I'm already distracted by the name because when they said salty licorice and their name is Thor Fairy, fairies and Thor, both... Scandinavian cultural thing, so it's salty licorice, so they're biased. This is a cultural bias. <laughs> salty licorice covered in milk chocolate. No, hold on. I'm going to keep going You're on this. Funny. I'm not even going to read it. Um, you ever have, like, someone... You ever have Swedish friends? No, never have I ever had a friend from Sweden. Tons of Swedish friends. Mostly track and field athletes from college. Nice. You see, like, loved recruiting from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, uh, shout out to, to Ida Storm, Caroline Hilenbern, uh, you know, um, Marcus... What was Marcus's last name? Decathlete. Anyways, um, point is, point is, had a lot of Swedish friends, and they'd always come back and be like, "Oh, Sweden has the best candy," uh, and then they would give me the candy, and I'd just eat it. Be like, "Oh, what is that?" And they're like, "Oh, it's salted eucalyptus." It's like, why? Why is it salted eucalyptus? Uh, Sweden does have really great candy, Maybe. but there's a lot of things that are uniquely, uh, you know, for their palate. Yes, yeah, so I think I think the salt is interesting. I like salted candies. It's, it's a fun. Have you I had this like uh, Norwegian never, salty licorice never. or whatever? I don't think so. It's a trip, dude. Uh, covered milk chocolate is the bomb and you will never take it away from me. Thor Fairy, I, I couldn't take it away from you if I tried. You're probably six foot three and grew up pole vaulting. Um, <laughs> and so I don't think I'd try and take it from you. Um, also, yeah, Scando candies are uh, they're a trip sometimes. Scando candies? Scando candies, wow. dude. Bro, Scandies? You don't need Scandies? I guess if you gave... Scandies? You know what's a weird American candy, though? The A&W root beer barrels? Oh, yum. I love those, too. Yum. If you Probably if you gave those to a uh, Scandinavian used to salted eucalyptus chews or whatever, mm-hmm. they'd probably be like, oh, this is not very good. Mm-hmm. And I understand <laughs> that. So cultural differences abound. Okay. Um, Charlene15 says, gingerbread cookies are the best cookie. 
How do you feel about Hell that? yes. <laughs> I don't know about gingerbread specifically. Ginger I snaps. Hey, gingerbread you men. You hate gingerbread? Gingerbread men can literally go die in a fire. I, I hate gingerbread I men. I call them gingerbread people. It's <laughs> oh, ungendered sorry. gingerbread you're men. You're right. Gingerbread Way people. Way to be stuck in 2017. She's crap. Josh, um, you're right. Ginger snap cookies are my favorite. Like and seasonal snaps. items. I like ginger snaps. Se- speaking of seasonal items, Tate's has a friggin' delicious like cinnamon uh, ginger spice cookie out mm. right now. And I've been enjoying those Good along with my Pepperidge Farm pirouettes <laughs> late at night. We're a snack household now. I can tell. And I've never been that type of person. But I got my chocolate covered pretzels. I got my pirouettes. <laughs> I got my Tate's cookies. Where do you get them from? CVS. You go to you buy. You used yep. to get a Costco card, babe. Nope. CVS. Costco got a wasting line. You know where there's no line for snacks? <laughs> the CVS. People are in there buying You're razors. Wasting so much money. Go in there. I get my Nyquil. Are I you get my chocolate me? covered pretzels. What do you need Nyquil for? What to sleep? No, I just have like oh. you're out of Nyquil. I get I get my women's safety razors because they give you the same shape as men, but I'm paying a little bit more for them to support women. And I get what? And I, and they sell the frozen kind bars you that I enjoy. You need to get a Costco card and stop spending frivolously. What do you mean? No, Costco cards are the frivolous spend. No, they're not. We, it's like like forty percent of of food in households goes to waste, and it's because of places like Costco that are like, oh, do I no, need nine pounds of buy, goat cheese? Not if you buy non perishables, honey. Costco, you hardly save any freaking money at Costco. Don't go to Costco. I mean, I love Costco. I, I love go there for Costco. the hot dogs. I go there for the hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Love me a Costco hot dog, dollar fifty for the, why for the is drink. This the weirdest opinions on casseroles uh, you've ever had. This was good. At kale underscore chips. Why is beef jerky so expensive? I don't get it. I don't have time to like explain how expensive it is to raise and slaughter a cow uh, <laughs> under looming threat of like uh, catastrophic climate change. It was pretty freaking hard, kale. Can I tell you it's something? Pretty freaking hard. It should be expensive. Can I tell you something? Yeah. We have so much beef jerky in the kitchen right now. Like so. We're rich and be- we're cash poor. We're jerky rich. Let me tell. You, every time I eat beef jerky. It hurts my gums. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a little too hard for my soft teeth. It hurts. It like it like makes my gums feel like like salted. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a new trend in jerky, and that's to make it wetter and softer. Yeah. Oh, like crave. Yeah, like cra- mm, crave. Crave is crave. if you talked. I got. I was drunk with some jerky maker. Shout out to the dudes from Righteous Felon Jerky. Uh huh. And I was like, hey, stupidly, I was like, hey, I kind of like crave jerky, and they're like, crave ruined the jerky industry. <gasps> uh, but not really. I they I, I, love I was, crave. I'm editorializing a little bit. I love crave too, but they were like part of the jer- jerky craft is literally just making it as dry as possible because that's the preservation method, right? It's the yeah, whole point of being jerky. But, but, but it's but it's the new age. We can still have it preserved, but have it be a, have a nice mi- mouthfeel. You Straight know what up. I mean? Why not? And you got that wet sugar jerky from Crave that is even their turkey jerky. They got like Everything maple chipotle. God Everything dang. Everything they do. Is so good. is righteous filling though. They make a great jerky. Go. Never had it, but I'm sure it's delicious. Yeah, yeah, they roll, and it's it's so dry. It's, a, it's lovely. They got some dry, spicy ones, and I like that. But yeah, beef jerky is expensive as hell because also the weight of it, it's minus water, right? You buy beef that's, say, $10 a pound. Jerky, that same amount of beef is probably going to yield, say, like three ounces, you know, because of all the lack of water weight. I wouldn't say that's a direct uh, calculation. No, it's probably real wrong. But, like, <laughs> point is it, it's going to you yeah. know, weigh a lot less. <laughs> therefore, you're paying more. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, Jerkito, haha, says bananas and savory dishes are great. Also, eating fruit with rice and a bit of vinegar and salt is pretty good. Um, yeah, I think fruit in savory dishes is delicious. I love apricots in my chicken. I wonder where they're from. Jerkito, hit us up. Tell us where you're from. Because uh, one, yeah, ban- bananas and savory dishes, I'm I'm all for. I mean, I love eating like platanos, you know. I love platanos. Mm, I like mm, take the platanos delight. from everyone's dishes whenever you guys Yeah, eat. you totally do. You totally it's do. It's good. Um, and then, yeah, I, this like fruit, vinegar, rice, salt, that just sounds like really good. I mean, it kind of reminds me of having like like umeboshi, right? Sure. 
with rice where Umeboshi that's... Umeboshi is a uh, sour plum. Yeah, it's a sal- salted, sour, salted, sour, dried plum. Japanese plum paste. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is a delight on uh, like a rice ball. It's Just really a, good. Oof, oof, oof. Onigiri. Onigiri. And so that is... What's the... Yo, the grilled rice ball? Is it yaki, oh, yaki onigiri? I think so. Onigiri yaki? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a delight. You take that, you get a little char on the rice. Yeah. Yaki onigiri. I don't think mm, I've had girl. yaki onigiri for a long time. Yo, you can just tell we're like when we record this when we're like mad hungry. I'm kind of hungry. I'm so hungry. I would kill for a yaki onigiri right now. <laughs> Maggie, let's order it. Maggie. Where do we get it? Where do we get it? All right. Uh, at Christina.Bryden, frozen yogurt is not comparable to ice cream. It's not the same at all. I get it. But just like have a little bit of imagination. I agree. I love Froyo. I actually, um, if I could be any sort of like franchisee, franchisor, I would buy a yogurt land. (laughs) I don't know that they're like that successful these days. Okay, what, what, do you think, what do you think same store sale growth in Yogurtland is year over year? I don't freaking know. Nicole, this is what the, you got to know if you're going to be a Yogurtland franchisee. I, okay? I just, if you're going to join the Yogurtland family, if you're going to join the Yogurtland okay, family. I'm sorry. You got to understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, uh, the Ube no, extract prices due to hyperinflation? It won't happen again. You got to know. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you and I share a love for frozen yogurt. Um. So if you could, if you could go to Yogurtland right now, what would you get? Oh my god! I always get three flavors, okay, and I typically don't go fruity. I typically keep it sweet. Me too. Uh, one of them's always ube. Me too. Uh, one of them's likely going to be like a coconut situation okay, okay, that they okay. got, and then one's going to be something a little darker. Mm-hmm. If they have like a caramel macchiato, I'll get that. Mm-hmm. And then toppings, I keep it pretty simple. I go, uh, I go a whole lot of mochi on there. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll do toasted coconut if the mood strikes, uh-huh. and then uh, maybe a nut, maybe an almond, maybe not, and yeah. then I'll hit it with a couple sauces. Great. You know, uh, the marshmallow fluff, condensed milk. Okay. We are like kind of similar, but not really. I always get ube, <laughs> I always get cheesecake, and then I also also get a uh, green tea if it's there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so those are my three flavors. I always get three flavors. Same. Now, um, my toppings vary. I typically I typically do blackberries with a nice uh, white chocolate chip mochi, mm-hmm. but I put like five mochi, eat three of the mochi. Yeah, before I correct. Pay for same it. here. I'll do that with a circus animal cookie too. Oh my god! Oh I put a circus god. animal cookie on. I weigh it. Oh I pay god. for it, and I eat it off the top. <laughs> and then I put all of the circus animal cookies, <laughs> but only the white ones because the pink ones leach their color, and I don't like that. We would do so well at sharing a yogurt. Okay, land let me finish. Hold on, Sorry, and then Jesus and then I would Christ. also do condensed milk and marshmallow fluff. Yeah, we're the same person. Yeah, we just have the same <laughs> tastes and wants and desires out of yes, life. You know, really all we good. do is just want to be a, a good mother. <laughs> You know, to our non-existent children. Um, but like ice cream, you can't do. I don't like toppings on my ice cream, but I love toppings on my froyo. Oh, fair. So you admit they are different. Yes. Ah, fair. But also good. Like it's it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we we gotta we're, we're gonna wrap up soon, but okay. we gotta read this next one because okay, this is just brutality. <laughs> um, at Irene Woolfolk, Honeycrisp apples and hummus. I don't see like a horrible problem with that. Damn, I don't know. The I, I've never thought of doing this, which is shocking. Because mm. I think of a lot of I have sick thoughts. Yeah. I'm a man with sick thoughts, ashamed <laughs> of them, and I've never thought to dip apples and hummus, but I guess it, it shocked me at first, but why wouldn't it work? Imagine like a cheese board. Yeah. Okay. And like hummus is in the center. You got some gross pretzels, <laughs> um, <laughs> carrot, celery, um, a few like fig and olive crackers, yeah. and a honey crisp. Like apple, you're probably gonna dip it in the hummus because you're gonna dip everything else in the hummus, right? I, I I guess so. I'm I'm trying to think. I mean, I love like cucumbers and hummus. I love radish and hummus. Like jicama and hummus is nice. I just I, never I, had I, bought, that. I bought a damn jicama and I was like, why did I buy? You bought a it? whole it like jicama. A, it's like a three pound just rock. Apple. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, and I'm burned with it now, and so I've been slicing it up and just eating like crudite. Oh, you should do jicama. But that's tacos. like pretty fruity. 
Eh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a mandolin big enough to slice it, but oh, uh, but no, I this is a, really inventive. Again, shocked me, which is great. I just want to feel something, mm-hmm. good or bad, <laughs> don't care, just want to feel again. Um, and I really want to try this now, especially Honeycrisp apples, best apple in the game. I like them. Yeah, they're good. And on that note, thank you for listening to a hot dog is a sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or and Hendy's other with hashtag opinion casserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen. See you all next time. <laughs>